Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I got to tell you, we've got a great, wow, we just keep pumping it up here on the show. Why? Because you've asked for it. You're the most important aspect of this show. All of you that tune in, turn us on each and every day. All of you that helped us to an amazing rating in iTunes. All of you that call, email, call into the show, all of that you do. Check us out at the events we're out. All of you contribute to creating the ripple effect about a show that started out by dialing a wrong phone number. And we want to thank everybody out there for keeping this going. We've got lots to share with you in the near you said future. Pump to my man, my ears. Remind That's me. it. Yeah. That's it. it. Why your feet are stumping and the jam is pumping. Look ahead, the crowd is jumping. Pump it up a little more. Get the I had to, Pat. I know. Yeah, well, we're no. pumping it up today with my very special guest. You know why? Because this is really about all of us understanding what is real, what is not, what is the truth, what are the myths, what are the misconceptions, and how do we learn about this? One of my favorite topics has to do with the foods we eat. And many of you have heard my story about, you know, and my journey about this, my family, my sister, and the death of my sister. And what I want to say to you is there weren't people like Dr. Joe Schwartz around. I mean, he just wasn't around then for us to kind of call on to say, hey, how are we doing? What do we understand? Fabulous book, An Apple a Day, The Myths, Misconceptions, and Truths About the Foods We Eat. And Dr. Joe is joining us here today because we've got a very big conversation, a lot, a lot to talk about. And, you know, for him, he is director of McGill University's Office for Science and Society in Montreal. He teaches courses on nutrition and the applications of chemistry to everyday life. Not only is this something that he has done, but he has been recognized worldwide for his accomplishments. And some of those are the awards, including the Royal Society of Canada's McNeil Award, the only non-American to win the American Chemical Society's prestigious Grady Stack Award. He's the author of six books, including Let Them Eat Flax. Yes. He's also a chief consultant for the blockbuster titles, Foods That Harm, Foods That Heal, and the Healing Power of Vitamins, Minerals, and Herbs. Regular guest on Canadian television, and we are honored to have him on the Dr. Pat Show. Dr. Joe, thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, thanks very much. I, I think I, I think we're totally confused about food. At some, I think we really are. I don't blame you because yeah. it is a confusing issue. <laughs> it is a confusing issue. And we went from, we go from the gamut, right? I mean, we go from everything from some, some of us growing up with processed food to then finding out, oh, you can no longer eat fat and then finding out, oh, you should only eat protein. Now finding out we're either in the zone, we're not in the zone. And by the way, what's your blood type? So can you right. help me? I know you, you feel buffeted about by all of the, the winds of information and misinformation that come your way. And uh, you're not alone. I mean, this is the, the constant problem that the general public has because there seems to be new information coming out every day and it often contradicts what we heard the day before. And there is confusion all around. Now, in the area of food, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that there's so much confusion because it is a complex issue. 
you take a simple thing like an apple, and you know, I, why not start with that? Since the book is called An Apple a Day, uh, an apple contains over 300 different compounds naturally occurring. We're not talking about you know additives; we're talking about the natural building blocks of an apple. So, if an apple contains 300 compounds. You can imagine that a meal contains thousands of different compounds, both natural and added by man. And we're putting those chemicals into the most complex machine that exists on the face of the earth, which is the human body. Uh, By contrast, the space shuttle, which is the second most complex machine on the face of the earth, it has to have six million parts working properly in order to have a successful mission. That's a simple machine compared to the human body. So we're putting a complex mix of chemicals into the most complex machine on the face of the earth. You can't come up with something that is simple. Uh, so by, by nature of, of the subject, it has to be complicated. But it's not hopelessly undecipherable because chemistry has given us the means to analyze our food supply. We know what the majority of those 300 compounds in an apple are. We know how they may behave in the body. Uh, we know a great deal about how to improve our food supply with the the use of, of, of preservatives, uh, flavoring agents, uh, antibacterial agents. Uh, we also know enough chemistry to know where nonsense rears its ugly head. And these days, unfortunately, there's a great deal of nonsense going on around us too. People claim to have magical solutions to all of life's problems. If only if you drink green tea or... or uh, drink goji juice or or take uh, uh, detox tablets, everything is going to be all right. Well, unfortunately, that's not how science works. But we, I think, can put people on the right footing with some um, proper advice based on science. So, you know, this is, first of all, I, I, I love the book. I've got my copy right here in front of me. And I love the picture of the apple, uh, you know, on the cover. But then you go on to sort of, as I would say, break it down to kind of give us a sense of what's in there. And I think part of this is all of us understanding, you know, the fact that, you know, there there are good chemicals, there are bad chemicals, there's natural, what does it mean? And, and, and understanding what foods are good for us. And what foods are not? And isn't that the conversation that you're kind of bringing to the table for us now? Absolutely. I mean, uh, basically, the my overall theme is that uh, chemicals are just the building blocks of, of matter, and they don't have any morality. They don't have any ethics. They don't make any decisions. So in that sense, they're not good or bad. There, there are safe ways to use chemicals and improper ways to use chemicals. Those decisions are up to us based upon the knowledge that we've acquired. But that being said, there's another very, very important concept that has to come into play any time that we discuss such nutritional issues, and that is that the, the age-old statement that actually goes back 500 years mm-hmm. to the time of Paracelsus, the great alchemist, said only the dose makes the poison. And in order to talk about toxicity, we have to talk about amounts. Once again, getting back to the apple, I could mm-hmm. tell you that when you take a bite out of an apple, you will get some acetone you will also get some formaldehyde naturally occurring. Now, acetone, people have heard of because it's a nail polish remover. Right. And if you look on a bottle of nail polish remover, it says don't drink it. It may even show you a skull and crossbones. Right. Formaldehyde is the stuff that is used to to preserve uh, bodies, preserve corpses. Yeah, it's also put in nail polish, just so you know. (laughs) That's right. So, I mean, I could could scare people and say, Mm. did you know any time that you take a bite of an apple, you're getting nail polish remover, which is highly toxic? 
but don't worry about it. It's quite economical because if it kills you, you'll be pre-embalmed with the formaldehyde that's in there, <laughs> which would be totally absurd. Uh, scientifically correct, it contains acetone and formaldehyde, but the amounts are trivial. And in comparison to the good substances in there, like the polyphenols and, and the, the, the pectin and the vitamin C, uh, those pale by comparison. So the overall apple is certainly something that we should be eating, in spite of the fact that it may contain small doses of compounds, which out of context can be called toxins. So, you know, when we're looking at all of this, there are many questions. Right now we're hearing the buzzword anti-aging. It's it's out oh, there. It's like all over. That. <laughs> you know, I mean, and 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 so th- these are foods you can eat so that you can you, you age more slowly, or that you you stay vitalistic for your whole life, or uh, you know how we kind of go about this. How do I stay beautiful? I mean, so there there are questions that people have, and they and and I think all of us are trying to find out. Okay, what's the magic formula? If it's magic, or what is simply the formula? Well, I wish I had the magic formula, uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, magic only exists on the stage. Right. Uh, in in real life, um, what we have to deal with is uh, a scientific reality. And um, while there are uh, good diets and bad diets, it is uh, certainly possible to, to uh, incorporate some questionable foods into uh, a good diet and some, uh, you know, uh, and the other way around as well. Uh, I I think moderation is the answer. Uh, You can't become neurotic about every morsel that you put into your mouth or every drop that you drink. But what we can do is construct a good diet based on the scientific evidence that we have. So there are certain foods that that should be incorporated. But I, I, I really hesitate to say that there are bad foods that should never be eaten. Uh... I don't think that you know, donuts, for example, should be eaten on a regular basis, obviously. But I think that you can still have a very healthy diet and mm-hmm. occasionally indulge in right. them. Right. Otherwise, you will just drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. But, in, but in order to, to really put together a proper diet, I think what we have to be looking at uh, are the um, interesting chemicals that are found in broccoli, for example, yeah. sulforaphane, which is the, the most powerful anti-cancer agent ever to have been identified in a, in, in a food. Uh, we look at the omega-3 fats, which are found in fish and in, in, um, in algae and flaxseed and, and canola. Um, we take a look at the value of eating whole grains, uh, oats to lower cholesterol. So there, there certainly are foods that we should uh, incorporate and uh, while there is no magic, there there certainly are diets that are, are superior to, to other diets. And as you know, the North American diet today is certainly not an ideal diet. It, it contains far too many calories, a lot of it coming from soft drinks, which to me are one of the greatest nutritional pariahs because they mm. don't bring anything of any nutritional value to the table except uh, for adding uh, an average of 300 calories a day to, to North Americans. Right. And uh, that, uh, that is in big part responsible for the epidemic of obesity that we're seeing and type 2 diabetes. Wow. And, you know, this is real. We're just we're just at the tip of the iceberg here with Dr. Joe Schwartz. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, what are we going to talk about? Well, how about we reveal 
the secret behind chocolate for everybody. And what we want to talk about are some of the things that you can do now, what the results might be. But more importantly, how can you learn about your life, your food, your habits, and what you can do? And by the way, should we still use the microwave? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. What would your life be like if you could accomplish anything and everything you want? Join James Arthur Ray in Seattle, Spokane, and Vancouver, B.C. for the secret of attracting the life you want. Learn how your intentions create your reality during this free lecture. Go to thequantumdream.com to register for your free admission and information. James Ray will be in Vancouver, B.C. on March 10th, Seattle on March 11th, and Spokane on March 12th. Visit thequantumdream.com to register now. Would you like to smile more and feel more joy in your life? Fly High Joy's funny, delightful, inspiring items have proven to put big smiles on people's faces and make them feel good. That's why their joyful creations will be given to all the top nominees at the 2009 Academy Awards. So, to get big smiles and feel good now, visit flyhighjoy.com or call 888-569-1300. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Lynch from Valley Chiropractic Wellness Center. Listen up. Do you work in front of a computer more than one hour per day? Research shows that poor posture while working in front of the computer can cause the stress response leading to physical and emotional compromise. So don't forget, every hour, recheck your posture and take in six deep breaths. This will help you maintain peak health. For more healthy living tips, visit us at vcwc.net. Once again, vcwc.net. How would you like to recession-proof yourself in 2009? Rich Gurman, one of America's most popular business and life coaches, can empower you to do just that. His affordable coaching programs will guide you to a lifestyle of great health, happiness, and prosperity. Go to richgurman.com, spelled R-I-C-H-G-E-R-M-A-N.com to learn more about his popular Coaching 101 classes and mastermind groups. Rich Gurman will help you turn your dreams into reality. You want to help people, and you know that the angels can help. You understand that as each person heals, our world takes a step towards peace. Become a certified angelic life coach and learn how to guide others in their healing with help from the angels. Angelsteach.com offers a comprehensive six-month teleclass training program that can launch you into a career with angels right from your home. For more information or to register, visit angelsteach.com. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Terry can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, on the Dr. Pat Show. Radio with no added hormones or preservatives. All natural alternative talk, 1150 a.m. Puzzle for you. Oompa, oompa, doopa, dee, dee. 
If you are wise, you'll listen to me. What do you get when you guzzle down sweets? Eating as much as an elephant eats. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And we've got a great, great show going on here. Yep, that's perfect music from Benny. Dr. Joe Schwartz joining us. Very important conversation because, you know, we wake up every day and we and we kind of wonder, do I eat that? Do I do I eat this? Do I take my vitamins? Don't I take my vitamins? Do I use artificial sweeteners? And by the way, how does all of this fit together in my overall health? Health. Well, Dr. Joe's joining us here today. Dr. Joe, thank you so much for joining us here today. What's the best way for people to find out about the book to get their own copies? Well, it should be available in, in all uh, major bookstores and. Um... Uh, I should also mention that uh, uh, people can check out our, our website, which is www.oss.mcgill.ca. And uh, the uh, the office that uh, I direct at McGill University in, in Montreal is, is dedicated to demystifying science for, for the public. And uh, our mandate is to separate sense from nonsense for people, to make sure that they're up to date on scientific information, to foster critical thinking, and hopefully by doing all of that, keep people out of the clutches of, of charlatans. That's basically what we do, and uh, we answer questions. So if anyone has uh, questions about uh, scientific matters, uh, certainly in the, in the food area, uh, you can just email me. It's uh, joe.schwarcz at mcgill, M-C-G-I-L-L dot C-A, and we do our best to uh, answer all the questions. So, you know, let, let's start kind of at the, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mentioned a number of different things. I mentioned chocolate. I mentioned artificial sweeteners. But they kind of all come together in the decisions we make. I think I want to start with artificial sweeteners because I think people, not only are they confused, but even when we have information, we don't want to pay attention to it. <laughs> Certainly, uh, artificial sweeteners uh, have a shadow hanging over them. Uh, the web, of course, is full of uh, websites that are dedicated to vilifying them. Uh, they're the chemicals from hell, you know, if you listen to some of these uh, agendas. Uh, I think the first thing to point out that that food added regulations are very, very stringent. It's not a question of a company deciding, gee, you know, I found this molecule which has a sweet taste. I want to put it into my diet drink. That's not how it works. In order to have uh, approval from the FDA, you have to submit data and uh, it's not just cursory data. You have to give detailed information of animal studies, human uh, trials, to make sure that something that you are submitting the evidence on behalf of is as safe as it can be. It is impossible to prove total safety. Uh, that's a, a sort of a naive demand that the public has. All we can do is prove that the benefits outweigh any kind of risk. With anything that we put into our mouth, there is some risk. Peanuts kill people. Uh, people are allergic to fish or to strawberries, but we don't ban these because uh, the benefits greatly outweigh the detriments. So it is with uh, additives as well. Now, you were asking about the artificial uh, sweeteners, and there are a number on the market. The most popular ones in North America now are aspartame and Splenda. And uh, the story behind these is fascinating. Scientifically, economically, politically, uh, not only do these sweetener companies battle each other, but they battle the sugar industry. And uh, 
there's a lot of dirty work behind the scenes in all of these these battles. And that's why you have to be very careful in terms of who you listen to and make sure that you're not listening to someone who has some sort of a, a hidden agenda. Now, my take on, on aspartame, let's start with that. Uh, it has been uh, on the market now for oh, close to 30 years, put on the market in the um, early 80s. And... Um, it had a difficult time in the beginning because uh, the earlier artificial sweeteners had a lot of baggage. Saccharin was saddled with this this notation that had to be put on on labels saying that it is known to cause cancer in laboratory animals. Uh, turned out that that really wasn't very significant, and President Clinton later rescinded that uh, uh, that requirement. But when aspartame came along, people already were suspicious of uh, artificial sweeteners. And uh, then the momentum began to build against it. Somehow it, it, it was just looked up upon as a villain, even though there was no scientific evidence against it. It was being accused of, of causing brain tumors, of, of uh, being involved with MS, uh, changing children's behavior, I mean, all these kind of things, uh, accusations, none of which have a real scientific uh, basis. I think uh, aspartame is, is as safe a food additive as any out there. It doesn't mean that you can't have an adverse reaction to it. You can. Uh, studies have shown that there are people who have headaches and in very rare cases, even visual problems or seizures from aspartame. But that can happen uh, for any kind of food that you put into your mouth. These are so-called idiosyncratic reactions, and it happens. But when you take a look at the number of billions of doses that are consumed every week in the world of, of aspartame, the number of adverse reactions that one sees are, are very, very few. Now, with that being said, you might think that I'm a big proponent of artificial sweeteners, but I, I certainly am not. Not because I have any uh, fear of their malfeasance you know, in terms of, of causing health problems, but because I just don't think that this is the way to go in terms of improving our nutritional habits. Uh, it's an attempt to uh, solve a very complex problem in a simple way, and those kind of attempts are are, are, are destined to fail. Uh, you know, we're back to the, the magic idea. No, there is no magic in artificial sweeteners. If you take a look, their use has increased dramatically since the 1980s. And what have we seen? Obesity rates have increased dramatically parallel to that. Uh, so they certainly haven't curbed the obesity habit or the obesity epidemic. Why? Well, I, I think uh, I have two suspicions. Uh, one is that uh, someone may worry about putting sugar into their tea or coffee because of the calories, so they will replace it with an artificial sweetener. And then they will be so happy that they've done that, that they will reward themselves and have that piece of cake that they would not have had if they had put sugar into their coffee. Oh, and the it. cake has more calories than the sugar would have had. Mm -hmm. So they end up consuming more calories. The other problem is that artificial sweeteners uh, conjure up a, a taste for sweets so that you learn to like sweets and you're more likely to fall off the, the wagon and go back to, to sugar. So mm -hmm. I, I don't think that artificial sweeteners are, are mm -hmm. the way to go. What we need to do is to teach people how to eat a proper balanced diet without any gimmickry. They do have a role to play with diabetics who, of course, do need a little bit of sweetness in their life and mm -hmm. they can't consume much sugar. Well, that, thank you for mentioning that. That is so important. I wanted to ask you, boy, our time is like so short. You know, what about the dreaded microwave? <laughs> well, uh, I think so many misconceptions about microwave cooking. 
Uh, I use my microwave a lot. I think it's one of the best ways to cook because you uh, minimize cooking time and you minimize the temperature. And high temperatures and long cooking times are, are really the enemy of, of uh, healthy food. That's when you produce burnt food full of all kinds of potential uh, carcinogens. So I, I certainly appreciate the, the microwave oven. The questions that I usually get about microwave cooking refer to the uh, kind of cookware that you put into the oven. People are worried about plastics in the microwave and about chemicals leaching out. Uh, they've heard about bisphenol A. They've heard about phthalates. Uh, because these are so-called endocrine disruptors. And indeed, there, there, there are reasons to, to make sure that we don't ingest more of these than is absolutely uh, necessary. But there are dishes that you use in the microwave oven that do not leach out any of these substances. Uh, bisphenol A, for example, comes from polycarbonate, but you don't use polycarbonate in the microwave oven. The phthalates are found in polyvinyl chloride. We don't use that. We use polyethylene or polypropylene. And if you check on your uh, microwave cookware and it says that this was manufactured for microwave cooking, it's fine. There's no problem. But you don't use old yogurt containers or margarine tubs to heat up your tomato sauce, for example, because uh-huh. it hasn't been tested for that purpose. Got it. Uh, you know, there there are so many questions I could ask you, but, you know, big concerns right now, uh, organic versus conventional, and then this whole idea of genetically modified foods. Uh, you know, what what's your take on all of that? Right. Okay, well, let's deal with the genetically modified foods to start with. I think people here, too, uh, have uh, a lot of misinformation being thrown at them, and uh, they don't quite understand how limited the uh, genetic modification notion is in our food supply. People pick up a, a strawberry in the store and they see that it is you know, unusually large or a giant tomato and they assume that it is genetically modified. Well, this is just not, not the case. The only foods that are genetically modified right now in North America are soybeans, canola, and soy. Uh, oh, wow. wow. And, and the, those are the only ones. Mm. Uh, and almost all of the corn that is genetically modified is destined for animal feed. So it certainly is not the, the situation where you know everything that we eat is genetically modified by recombinant DNA technology, not at all. Now, it is true that most of what we eat is genetically modified, but by traditional crossbreeding techniques. I mean, you know, we have about 3,000 species of apples in the world today, and those have been arrived at by, you know, taking a branch of an apple tree and, and uh, uh, putting it into the trunk of another apple tree. And then you grow apples that are, you know, crossbred between those. Uh, that's that's traditional crossbreeding. Uh, so in that sense, yes, we have a lot of genetic modified foods, but not the way that most people think in terms of, you know, laboratory genetic modification. And uh, this is a technology that I think is going to bear a lot of fruit in, in the long run because it gives us tremendous potential. We're, we're right now at a very early stage of genetic modification. Uh-huh. You know, it's only been around for about 20 years, which is nothing. That's a spit in time. But eventually, I think it is going to enable us, for example, to, to genetically modify foods such as potatoes to include compounds that have anti-cancer properties. It's pretty hard to convince kids to eat cabbage or broccoli. But if you could take the gene out of the broccoli that codes for sulforaphane and put it into a potato, well, then they'll be eating healthier potatoes. 
So I think there's a tremendous amount of potential with genetic modification. Of course, it has to be carried out with great care, yep. but my experience has been that that is exactly how this technology is being pursued. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are not being rambunctious about it. They're, they're mm-hmm. not taking undue risks. It is all being done on a, on a very strong scientific platform. Well, Dr. Joe, what a great show. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Hey, everybody out there, the book is called An Apple a Day. Dr. Joe Schwartz, we just tip of the iceberg, lots of information. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe. Thanks very much. All right, everybody, let's take a short break. When we come back, hey, is success your middle name? If not, we're going to tell you how to make it one. We'll be right back. Perfco Green. Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over 800 years or more. Perfco Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to Perfco Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, OfficeMax, and other local stores. Visit PerfcoGreen.com. That's P-E-R-F-GoGreen.com. Energy medicine is the new frontier, and the Institute of Healing Arts and Sciences, a pioneer in the field, has been teaching energy medicine for over 15 years. Hospitals nationwide host their students as interns. Bring your life, work, and health to the next level. Study at the Institute of Healing Arts and Sciences, where they're proving your beliefs affect your health. Visit instituteofhealing.com or call 860-286-5400. That's instituteofhealing.com. Can you imagine a world where noodles are calorie-free? For centuries, Japanese women have eaten these noodles. Used in soups and other dishes in Japan, these miracle noodles have been highly regarded as a health food that's good for the intestines and for weight loss. Now they're available here at miraclenoodle.com. As seen on ABC News, miracle noodles have zero net carbs and zero calories. You don't have to give up noodles anymore. Just add these noodles to your dishes, dramatically lowering calories while still enjoying your food. Low-calorie dishes are made easy by including Miracle Noodles, and the whole family will enjoy eating them. Just use Miracle Noodles in place of carbs in a meal to reduce calories easily and dramatically. Now you know why it's called Miracle Noodle. Add noodles back into your diet now, guilt-free at MiracleNoodle.com. That's MiracleNoodle.com. Hey, Benny, Dr. Pat's looking pretty good lately, don't you think? Yeah, you know what? I noticed that, too. Maybe she's got some new makeup. Nope, it's the ageless secret she's been using. It's an all-natural, organic, energetic cosmetic that's stronger than gravity. They say people that start using it look younger while they're getting older. It's made with purified water and special ingredients, including trace minerals, aloe, and MSM. Ageless Secret. Do you think I should start using it? Sure. Why not? And get me some, too. Hey, guys. I heard you talking about the Ageless Secret. You've got to try it. Just a few sprays of the light mist and my face feels tighter and smoother. The longer I've been using it, the better my results have become. You're going to absolutely love it. So go to agelesssecret.com or call 888-424-4247. That's agelesssecret.com. Or give them a shout at 888 and get some now. 
News, traffic, and weather? Now you can get your information fixed weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.